When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, here comes the heat, and today is going to be a mild day compared to the rest of the week. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Youngke along with you on this, the second day of June. Today, we are going to see a few more clouds roll in, but daytime highs probably pushing near 80 degrees. Tomorrow, we're up to 85, Friday, 89, and believe it or not, Saturday, sunshine and 91 degrees. The catch is not much rain in that forecast. We'll be talking details with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist coming up. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. The weather has changed and it is hot this week. We know what that means for weeds, but what about other challenges in our field? Bob Osol at the northern end of the world's longest barn and Pam, weeds and insects. Those are the preoperative uh, terms of concern this time of the year, aren't they? You are exactly right, Bob. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. In fact, it's funny. I look back at my calendar and I talk to this guy almost at the exact same time every year. PJ Leash is his name. He's our university extension entomologist, and he is the guy that keeps an eye on what's happening with all insects out there, not just our crop insects, but the insects that bother you and I and our pets, ticks and mosquitoes. So I decided it was appropriate. We're going to be outdoors. Like Bob said, it's going to get hot. You want to know what you're up against. But we also had that cold snap that came through at the end of last week. Did that do anything to our insect population? PJ's got the answers for us, and I start by finding out where he's working these days. Still not allowed back on campus on a regular basis. So I asked him to give me an update on how you track insects when you can, can't get back to your office. Yeah, so, I mean, we all know that the, the COVID situation seems to be getting better. And at this point, I'm still working uh, a lot remotely, although I, I've been spending more time on campus as uh, the days go by. But uh, for me, I do have a, a essentially a home lab and office space set up with my computer, and I've got microscopes set up here. So um, what I've been doing for really the last year or so is going into campus on a regular basis to pick up samples that have arrived in the mail or have been dropped off, and then either process those there, or if I need to spend time with them, I can work on them at home. So it's actually been working very well. Um, last year, my caseload was, uh, I think, second highest caseload I've ever seen at the lab. So definitely keeping busy. And, and even though uh, COVID has you know, thrown all of us a, a curveball, um, we've been making it work here and, and still maintaining and providing those services uh, at the Insect Diagnostic Lab at, at UW. Congratulations on the resilience. It is kind of interesting, isn't it, that you would see such high caseload? Do you think it's a commentary that people just had more time to observe? Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I mean, I did see quite a few questions from home gardeners, for example, and I wonder if more folks were working remotely 
So maybe they were at home or maybe decided to put in a vegetable garden for the first time because they, they simply were home during the day and could do stuff like that. Um, so I, I think there's probably an increase uh, along those lines, although I still had uh, plenty of, of cases from farmers and, and agricultural fields as well. Well, let's jump to 2021, PJ. And as we speak, a lot of Wisconsin agriculture has uh, clenched cheeks just waiting to find out how cold these temperatures are going to go and what it's going to mean to them as far as their field crops. What does this kind of sudden cold snap do, if anything, to insects? Well, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not expecting a huge impact on insects. And I know yesterday and today have been cooler you know, in Madison area, we've been hovering uh, in the 40s or around 50. Um, and what that'll do to insects with those types of temperatures is it basically slows them down or it, it halts their uh, development because insects are cold-blooded. And they're just going to sit there. And when things warm up uh, here in the near future, they're going to start growing and, and developing or uh, actively feeding more. So it basically makes them lethargic for a couple of days when we get a colder snap like this. Um, if it were much colder, like we got a, a late frost or something, you know, then that might have more uh, negative impacts on, on insects that are susceptible to uh, cold temperatures. Although if something like that happened, I'd also have concerns for crops and, and plants in general, too. Right. Now, we can't forget about some of the beneficials. I've got to believe things like bees aren't real excited about this weather snap either. Right. Uh, that is a good point. So in parts of the state, if you, for example, have uh, blooming apple trees or, or fruit trees, for example, um, bees are generally active or not active at all on a day like this where it's just rainy and overcast and, and low temperatures. Most insects, by the way, if you get them below about 50 or 55 degrees, it's just too cool for them to fly. So warmer, sunny days, then we tend to see a lot of pollinator activity. So um, some parts of the state, though, like southern Wisconsin, um, a lot of our fruit trees, for example, are, are have been done blooming for a while, so they had uh, some good bee activity then. But you're right, uh, these type of weather patterns um, can definitely hinder um, insect activity, both the pests, but also beneficials like pollinators. But, um, you know, once things warm up again, then I'd expect those insects to continue their activity. All right. So let's talk about uh, the forecast for 2021 then, PJ. PJ Leash, along with us, our University Extension Entomology Specialist. I want to give people fair warning on what you're expecting as far as the mosquito population, uh, maybe the ticks? Uh, how, how do you, if you can, forecast something like that? Yeah, so it's always a question that I get is wanting to know the forecast. And we can gauge to a certain extent, but we never know quite for sure until we actually see it. Um, so lately, I've been getting a lot of questions about the mosquitoes. Um, I've actually have been getting some mosquito reports for a while, um, but we haven't seen that really big push yet, um, that big first batch of mosquitoes. Um, that might be coming any day now, though. Uh, and a couple of factors that are at play. So with all our different mosquito species in Wisconsin, we've got close to 60 different species. Um, they differ in terms of how they make it through the winter. Some species actually overwinter as adults in sheltered locations. And so once it warms up just enough, 
they can become active. So it, it may sound a little odd, but you could technically have mosquitoes flying in January, February, March if you bumped into a warm spell. So there's some activity out there. Um, but uh, I think what is going to be an important factor is just in the last week or so, um, some parts of the state have been getting a fair amount of rain. And we know mosquitoes are associated with rain and water. And so that may be setting the stage and if we have warm enough temps and that water sticks around, um, we might be seeing some more uh, mosquito activity here just in the next couple of weeks. Do you ever talk to your peers in other states, PGA? The reason I ask is one of the constant storylines in agriculture has been the exceptionally dry weather in place like North and South Dakota, Nebraska, etc. Do they then project less insect activity as far as mosquitoes? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, so I, I do pay general attention to what's going around uh, in surrounding states and, and regionally. And you bring up a good point, which is that it's been generally fairly dry this year. And so that is uh, kind of a, a, this outlying factor. And I don't know how big of a role that is going to play with our mosquito story this year, because if things have been drier than usual, that might have been helping keep mosquito populations down to a certain extent. But with the rain we've gotten this last week, again, that might uh, help set the stage for certain types of, of mosquitoes. Now, when it comes to general insect forecasting, I mean, you brought up a, a good point. And in particular, what I pay close attention to for uh, like some of the agricultural pests and, and things of that nature Um I follow uh, a woman on Twitter who is in charge of the pest survey for Illinois. And Illinois is a good indicator for us because, um, you know, they warm up sooner than us. So often when they start seeing uh, particular insects active in, in mid or northern Illinois, it means that for Wisconsin, we're maybe or two behind. So you can get some good indicators by looking at nearby states. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of why we're keeping an eye on all frontiers. Now, the other thing that we usually talk about at this stage in the game, PJ Leash, again, our university extension entomologist along with us, is what's happening with ticks. If there's anything new out there that you've got your eyes on, PJ, uh, like you always do watching wind patterns, uh, watching uh, fellow entomologists, etc., anything on the tick side of things or anything as far as new insects that you want uh, people to be aware of? Yeah, so in terms of ticks, nothing really um, new or or groundbreaking in in terms of the tick situation. Uh, I have been getting uh, tick cases and samples at the UW Insect Diagnostic Lab now um, for really a a couple of months. And and that's something I like to remind folks about is that our ticks, um, they can make it through our winters perfectly fine down amongst leaf litter and in insulated locations. And so once that snow melts and uh, it's above freezing, you could potentially bump into ticks. So the last month, month and a half, has been a period of, of relatively high tick activity in the state. So I've had lots of reports recently. And it's just a good reminder to folks that if you're going outside to maybe go hiking with the family or visit a local park for a barbecue or something like that, um, make sure you're taking appropriate precautions like um, wearing uh, long sleeve clothing if it's not too too hot, um, using repellents like DEET or similar, and uh, making sure to do tick checks uh, for yourself, for your kids, and for family pets as well uh, at the end of the day to remove any ticks uh, if they were on you. And if people are curious about something that they've found, PJ, or want to do a little bit more of a follow-up, where do you guide them? Do you have a website, a blog, uh, 
toll-free number. How do you kind of advise them either to interact with you on uh, questions or pictures they may have or to kind of watch the latest trends on insect movement that you have? Sure. So really a number of different things you can do. First of all, I do have a website for the UW Insect Diagnostic Lab. And and the easiest way to find that would probably just be to uh, do an internet search for University of Wisconsin Insect Diagnostic Lab, and and you should be able to find it right away in like a Google search. Uh, On that uh, website, I've got a whole bunch of resources. I've got instructions in terms of how to either send in a sample in the mail or you can send me some digital photographs by email uh, because in a lot of situations I can get a pretty good idea of what an insect is just from photographs. Uh, I've got fact sheets on there with information about various insects. uh, And I do also have an insect blog on my website. I post about once a month about newer and developing uh, insect stories in the state or or sometimes just interesting insect topics. Uh, And then I'm also pretty active on uh, Twitter um, talking about uh, insect topics. So if I'm seeing a new insect pest popping up, I may put out a photo and a little uh, tweet, a little bit of information about it, that sort of thing. So you can also find me on uh, Twitter as at WIBugGuy. Yes, that's exactly how I found him. P.J. Leash, our university extension entomologist. Or like you said, his handle, at WIBugGuy. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Is the cost of college weighing you down? Don't worry. There is a ton of untapped federal financial aid available right now. The University of Wisconsin system has financial aid experts across the state waiting to help you finish the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid. Go to wisconsin.edu for more information, and FAFSA will show you the money, but only if you fill it out. Sponsored by the University of Wisconsin System. Since 1955, Blaine's Farm and Fleet has been supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices. Today, we continue these traditions offering brand name products at everyday low prices like AgriMaster 100-gallon galvanized or polystock tanks. Your choice, $75.99. Maximize your efficiency when baling hay or straw with Taminet Edge-to-Edge Bale Net Wrap, a 64-inch by 7,000-foot roll, now just $209.99. Right now, when you buy four 50-pound bags of AgriMaster concentrated 32% medicated cattle feed, get one free. Pick up an Andis large animal clipper, size 10, on sale, $169.99. Or pick up the Wall Arco SE Clipper. It easily adjusts to blade cut lengths and is super quiet. Just $114.99. Find your must-have items in store or buy online and pick up in our convenient drive-thru. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You want the best for your kids. And after the past year, we know you're looking for ways to provide fun, safe, and healthy opportunities for them to get out and have a blast. Try for Schools is hosting the Sun Prairie Kids Bike and Run Race Saturday, June 19th at Prairie Athletic Club. Scholarships are available for any who need assistance. Register today for the Sun Prairie Kids Bike and Run at tryforschools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Dental Health Associates of Madison and Midwest Family Madison. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, comfortable. I'm not sure that's a phrase that we're necessarily going to be able to use all week long. You know what I mean? Let's talk weather. Brought to you courtesy this morning of our friends from Compere Financial. Stumach along with us. And like I said, I think the phrase comfortable may not be a part of the description after we make it through this morning. I mean, even today, it looks like we're going to warm up quite a little bit. Yeah, we'll be above normal this afternoon, no doubt. But keep in mind, you know, it's only the second day of June, but the normal high is just to pick a couple 75 at Madison, 78 at La Crosse. So, you know, we should be talking about 70s this time of the year. It was a little cooler in May. I think we all enjoyed that. But now we get the heat and it turns on, of course, the crops. If we had more soil moisture, would really, really be jumping out. But we're going to have this very warm air mass in store. A weak system's off to our northeast, another down to the south. That one in the south moves up towards southern Illinois today into Indiana tomorrow. Not going to be a real big rain threat for anybody, but that slight chance of a little isolated afternoon shower Today and tomorrow, generally central eastern Wisconsin. Radar indicates some rain just off the northwest edge of Wisconsin into central Minnesota. None of that should be a concern to really any of us. I think we're going to see a fair amount of sun and some pretty warm weather warming up even more Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend. Those 90s as we head toward Friday and the weekend, not out of the question. Make sure the ventilation systems and the like are working and functioning well and that there's a lot of water available for all those critters you're taking care of, including yourself. I know we've all got that chore list right now. We want to get going and get the hay made. Make sure we take it easy. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compere Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do, and our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Ah, the Wisconsin State Fair. That's just on the road. It's going to feel a lot like State Fair weather this week, Stu. Give us that forecast. Oh, absolutely. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather forecast is for a mostly sunny day. Feeling summery, a lot of upper 70s as winds gradually become southeast about 5. Central parts of Wisconsin, Mauston, Oshkosh, La Crosse, possibly Beaver Dam. Slight chance of an afternoon sprinkle. And then tonight, partly cloudy. We drop back down in the mid-50s. South winds at 5. Mostly sunny Thursday, warmer. Again, a slight chance of a shower or storm in the afternoon, especially in the central parts of the state. We push up, though, in the low or maybe a mid-80 at La Crosse, the warm spot. West winds at 5 to 10. And Friday, sunny, hot, let's just say about 90 with the southwest wind at 5 to 15. And that sticks with us, pardon the pun, Pam, for Saturday and Sunday. That sunshine and about 90-degree daytime highs. Wow. Yay, yay, yay. All right. We'll prepare for it and talk more about it with you tomorrow, all right? 
Sounds good. Have a good day. See ya. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Like you said, though, time now to check everything around the barn. Make sure everything's ready to go for that heat management, your barn fans, uh, etc. And uh, like you said, make sure that watering system's working. We're going to need it before the end of the week. We're talking more about what's happening with the weather and our crops coming up in just a little bit. That is your Ag Weather Update, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial, your financial partner. Partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Hey, find out more about our upcoming farm tour to the national parks in the Southwest, September 1st through the 10th. We've got brochure information up at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook or MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM farm. It's been called the best in Wisconsin, meticulously maintained at 70% humidity. It's the walk-in humidor at the Tasting Room Lounge, a showcase of the finest tasting hand-rolled cigars in the area. The Tasting Room Lounge, a systematically ventilated refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio, find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge. West Broadway, Monona. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Freedom from fees means more to spend on what matters most. Our fee-free e-checking lets you easily manage your money. Our online and mobile banking with bill pay and person-to-person payments are all free. Freedom is found in the money you keep. Learn more at SettlersWI.com slash open my account. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. 
Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cura Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. 9 out of 10 people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis, I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cura Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. What is going on with the crew? Was it really just a tough stretch for them and we had to wait it out and to have them gel a little bit? Or is it still, you look at this Milwaukee Brewers team who, you know, what, they have seven hits yesterday? and they still found a way to win, is it still a problem with the offense of the Brewers and they're just finding ways to do it because of how good the starting pitching is? Like, what is it with the Brewers right now, in your humble opinion, that got them riding on this five-game winning streak? Well, one, I think it's a little bit of everything, right? When you look at uh, the fact that they have been scoring a little bit more runs over the win streak, they've also... Now, San Diego is a good team, but we're also looking at four out of those five games came against Team under 500 and you have Detroit who's one of the lesser teams in baseball. So uh, they're scoring a little bit more runs. They're playing lesser competition and the starting pitching is continuing to be good. But what do we know about the Brewers in this upcoming month? We knew that two out of their three toughest months out of the six month season were going to be April and May. Yeah. They're now entered June, which in my opinion is probably the easiest month they have on the schedule. So so we we as Brewer fans hope to see that they continue to win. I mean, look at their upcoming schedule. They play one more with Detroit tonight. Then you have a four game set against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are a team well under five hundred. Yeah, they're no bueno. They're they're uh towards the bottom of the NL West. You then have three games in Cincinnati. All right, so let me let me just go through the records here. The Diamondbacks who are upcoming are nineteen and thirty six, last in the NL West. 
Uh, who's next? To the Reds, you said, Rowdy. Yeah, three game set in Cincinnati. They're, the Cincinnati Reds are twenty four and twenty eight. They're second to last in the NL Central. Only the Pirates are worse. Then they come back home after just that short three game uh, road trip to Cincinnati for three against Pittsburgh. Like I just said, they're worst in the NL Central. The Pittsburgh Pirates are twenty and thirty three currently. Then they extend the the homestand to three more games against Cincinnati, which you already went over, losing record. Yep. Then they go on this road trip. Four games at Colorado. Oh my God! The Rockies are twenty and thirty-four. They're second to last in the NL West. They stink. Then extend that to three games in Arizona. Again, the Diamondbacks, who are nineteen and thirty-six, last in the NL West. Then they finally come home to three more games against Colorado. <laughs> twenty and thirty-four. They stink. Then you have uh, the rest of that homestand is a three-game set with the Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs are good. They're 30-23. and 23. The Cubs right now are number one, and I, it pains me to say this, they're first place in the NL Central. And that is June for you. That's June. So it's a bunch of bottom feeders and then the Chicago Scrubs, who the Brewers own the season series right now, right? What are they up on them? 6-3. 6-3. They're up on the Cubs. But, yes, so the entire month of June, you play bottom feeders or teams under five hundred, except for three games against the Chicago Cubs, and you're 6-3 and three against them this season. And the Cubs are dirty. Has uh, who they, who'd the, who'd the Cub, who got hit in the head again? Was it Jace, was it Peterson or Robertson? Who got hit in the head? Daniel Robertson. Robertson. Is he, he's, yeah, he's all right now. Cubs, dirty, dirty, dirty. Tiss, 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 But that's, that's, we've got to see a lot of winning. From the Milwaukee Brewers this month. Because if you don't, you're going to be falling behind. Not only are you going to be falling behind uh, whoever is going to be leading the division, whether that be the Cardinals or the Cubs, but you're also even losing more ground in that wild card, which at this point right now, it looks like uh, winning the Central will be uh, will the, be an actual thing. because That's the path? Yeah. It's, it might be harder to make a wild card appearance than it is to win the Central if things uh, continue to stay the way they are with the Giants, Padres, and Dodgers all playing really good baseball out West. Yeah, look at the NL West. The Giants are first place right now, 34-20. and 20. The Padres second, 34-21. and 21. And the Dodgers are two games behind first place at 32-22. and 22. The NL West is stacked on top. But then you look at the NL Central. I mean, the Cubs are 30-23. and 23. The Cardinals are 30-24. and 24. And then the Brewers are twenty nine and twenty five, and you know don't discount the Reds. They're twenty four and twenty eight, but they're they're you know five and a half games back. But look at the top, the top three: thirty and twenty three, thirty and twenty four, and twenty nine and twenty five. It's uh man, that's a tight race up there. So the Brewers riding a five game winning streak. In fact, the Brewers are eight and two, their last ten, been crushing. Here's what I want to do, Rowdy. I want to talk about the starting pitching staff of the Milwaukee Brewers. Because someone is creeping up in Cy Young candidacy. Jacob DeGrom is number one. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We are going to have to kick our heat management skills into high gear this week, that's for sure. Today we'll see partly cloudy skies, 79 tomorrow. Partly sunny and 85, Friday 89 degrees, and by the time we get to Saturday, sunshine and 91 degrees, and it does not look like any moisture in this forecast at all. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Countryside Landmark Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today, the second day of June, on this day back in 1953, 
Queen Elizabeth II is crowned. It happened in London's Westminster Abbey. It was the first televised major international event in history. Her ascension to the throne followed the death of her dad, King George VI, 16 months previously. And of course, Queen Elizabeth II still on that throne today. She is now 95 years old. And now you know. Ashley Hewen back along with us on this Wednesday from the Steffis Auction Group. Remember that website? Steffisgroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or give them a call, 920-442-5677. And I want to point out something that you maybe didn't know about the Steffis Group. Last year, when so many of our lives... uh, had everything upended from uh, dairy breakfast to county fairs, everything suddenly canceled. Well, Steffes Auction Group stepped in to try to help 4-H kids and their families across uh, the upper Midwest with their online auction platform. Ashley, tell me a little bit about how that all unfolded last year. You know, when everything was getting shut down, you know, my kids weren't immune to that either with their show animals and different things. And we're, big supporters of the 4-H and the FFA here at the Steffes Group, um, those shows became virtual. And and during the summer, us as auctioneers, we run around and do county fair auctions uh, for different chapters all over. And so what we said is, well, if you're not going to have a live auction for that, we can sure offer our online platform and showcase them kids and, and still be there in, in a way to help and support them with their projects and their SAEs and all that kind of stuff. And it was really fun to do. We we did get a few calls this summer and said, hey, if things don't open up or whatever, we'd sure like to uh, do the online portion of your auction again for our 4-H kids, and, and that door is always open if, if they need it. Wow, that is just really nice. I mean, you know, you stop and think about it, folks. Uh, those online platforms, I mean, it, for anybody that's out there that tried to create that, Boy, they know how complicated it can get fast, Ashley. You guys, it's it's old hat for you guys. You've been you've been using that online platform basically almost forever, hey? Well, it's not it's almost forever. So it was the early two thousands when we when we started doing that, uh, where it was just online only, and and there are some certain advantages to it. You know, you can basically bid from anywhere, any any device. Uh, it does have to be a smartphone. No, we did get a question the other day. Is how can I get this on my flip phone? And I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It has to be a smartphone. <laughs> but it is so convenient. It really is. Well, and we were talking before about how if you want to see the results of Steffes Auction Group specifically and the success they've had with all of their online outreach, that platform, plus don't forget the uh, advertising that Steffes Auction Group does with people like me and uh, every other way imaginable, take a look at steffesgroup.com, S-T-E. F-F-E-S group.com because now that uh, auction catalog from 2020 is out there. And boy, if people want a side-by-side comparison on stuff, you guys are ready to provide it for them, aren't you, Ashley? Yeah, so a lot of tools available to people. We we do have our price guide that's in print that has everything that's sold in 2020 in book form. Um, but the latest and greatest, if you just click on archived auctions, you can go back through all the auctions and see what the prices are and all of that. Mm-hmm. 
And for people that are starting to think a little bit about hmm, maybe this fall or maybe this summer or something like that, how far in advance do you suggest that they really get serious about planning their potential auction, Ashley? Right. So we can have an auction tomorrow, but we say, you know, we should probably tell somebody first, right? And so, you know, a minimum of 30 to 45 days is what we tell people. But the reality is, is we have people that are booking their auctions a year in advance. Mm -hmm. And we always say that, you know, uh, the people that are the most successful are the ones that plan ahead. And and it's no different in this industry, um, the way that works. Well, it's your lifetime wrapped up in one particular entity, property, or business. So you definitely want to give it some care. How are your uh, calendars looking as far as the booking process is concerned, Ashley, do you feel like the tempo of sales is up or what are we thinking? Uh, the tempo of sales is definitely up. The market's really good for machinery right now. So we do see people that are saying, well, if I'm going to retire, I'm going to get out while the getting's good. Right. And, and, you know, I don't want to be political or anything, but there are some higher tax rates being talked about on the horizon. I, I did get a, a farmer call me the other day and said, you know, I think, uh, I think I'm going to retire this year because of that reason. And so I think the tempo is up. Uh, the market's really good right now. So you put all those things together and, and it makes for a hot auction market. Boy, that's for sure. Well, don't let it slip through your fingers, folks. If you're thinking about it, now is the time to engage in conversation with people like Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Auction Group. Again, online, Steffes Group, S T E. F-F-E-S group.com or pick up the phone and give them a call. 920-442-5677. Happy to visit with Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Group. Farmers understand the power and the value of the sun. They understand return on investment. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is an opportunity to get rid of that energy bill. Farmers understand taking expenses away. They they just get it. It's the difference between renting and owning. You are renting your energy currently, okay? Own your energy. It's a no-brainer. You are going to have that energy bill. You're going to. It's a known expense that every farm has. Put a solar field in, put a solar system in, and now make your own energy. It's a business decision, just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. You should reach out to us, and we will come out to look at your farm for a very specialized, specific quote for you. Even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. So as of Sunday around the state of Wisconsin, 95% of our corn was in the ground and 81% of that crop was rated good to excellent. That's from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. Now, many reporters did note that they were still monitoring some of the field conditions after that surprise frost and even snow in some areas of the state before Memorial Weekend. 91% of our soybeans were planted as of Sunday and 63% of those soybeans were through the soil surface. 98% of the oats were in the ground. 98% of our potatoes had been planted. 34% of our winter wheat was headed out. And I know that there are still some folks that are trying to evaluate their fields 
uh, after that uh, surprise weather. Uh, so far, according to Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, he does not believe that our corn is going to have any damage. More on that in just a moment. In overnight electronic trade this morning, looks like our corn and soybean markets are holding firm. July corn's up two right now. December corn up three and a half at five eighty and a half. July soybeans are up nine. November soybeans are up eleven and a half at fourteen oh eight and a half. The July wheat that's currently seven and a half cents higher at seven oh one a bushel. Barrel cheese on Tuesday was up a half a cent at one fifty seven and a half. Forty pound black cheese dropped. Two cents down to one fifty one, and double A butter on Tuesday down two cents as well at a dollar seventy nine a pound. June milk closed four cents higher at seventeen twenty eight a hundred weight, while July milk is now unchanged at seventeen eighty seven a hundred weight. Coming up next, what do we have to keep our eyes on when it comes to the evaluation of those field crops? After that frost and winter snow that surprised us before Memorial Weekend, we'll have a little chat with Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, about that coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding recent weapons offenses. On Thursday, May 20th at 8.10 p.m., officers were dispatched to the area of Maher Avenue and Linda Vista Road for multiple reports of shots fired. A black Dodge Charger and a silver sedan fled the area after the incident. No damage or injuries were reported. On Friday, May 21st at 8.09 p.m., Officers were dispatched to Belt Street for multiple callers reporting the sound of gunfire. A silver sedan was seen leaving the area. A bullet did enter a nearby home and pass through the living area into the victim's bedroom while the victim was home. Thankfully, they were not injured. If you have any information regarding either of these incidents, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, don't forget, tomorrow we're going to be catching up with our friends from EverAg down in Chicago for the latest news on what's happening as far as the markets and world news development. 
you know, when it comes to weather-related challenges like we witnessed just before Memorial Weekend in Wisconsin with frost and snow in some areas of the state, you can't say that it's a real big surprise whether events like that happen in Wisconsin, especially in the month of May. But boy, moving forward, we're going to have to keep an eye on every one of those weather-related challenges, not just in our state, but others. Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, is monitoring the situation as far as potential damage done to our corn crop, but he says the good news is, at this stage in the game, it doesn't look like we probably suffered any yield setbacks. Right. This frost was um, was shouldn't be a big problem with corn. The growing point for corn is below ground, about three-quarters of an inch. So it's fairly well insulated and protected and buffered by temperatures that are, um, you know, that can be fairly cool. Uh, we did get off to a great start this year. Um and it's probably one of the first times that I've seen where most fields could be planted without having to go around potholes or low, low spots, and we could just plant straight through the field. And and uh, so we got a very early planting date. The crop is up and going fairly well, but that growing point on corn doesn't move above the soil surface until about somewhere between V5 and V6, and we're, a lot of corn isn't there. There, there might be some that is close to that, but but uh, the growing point is fairly well insulated uh, by by the soil soil surface. The areas where we're seeing some damage is uh, places like, um, or I shouldn't say, seeing more leaf burning, not not growing point damage, but just leaf burning, are things like fields, um, uh, rows next to waterways, um, no-till fields, fields with cover crops in them. Uh, those are the ones that that tend to be a little drier. And uh, and those um, uh, uh, and and those tend to have a little bit more leaf burning damage. But again, in all those that I've seen so far, uh, there's not been a lot of growing point damage, and it, the corn should go come through and just fine, and in two or three days, and and uh, should be growing again. I I think we have a tendency once we see those leaves uh, kind of shrivel up, uh, change color, or what have you, Joe, to write them off. Are we going to lose those leaves? Will they still remain? And does that set us back at all as far as progress of the overall crop? Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Uh, you know, hail hail adjusters uh, when they come out and, and adjust the field, and they can have complete, you know, defoliation. They don't even start their tables until V seven. And we're only at about V3 to V4, maybe 5 at the latest. And um, so there shouldn't be any any real damage there. It'll take a little bit for those leaves to come out again. But uh, once they start coming out, um, it, they'll be fine. The best advice I can give is, is really just be patient. Um, you know, wait two or three days um, and then start going out and looking at the fields. You should see green leaf tissue coming out. Maybe the best thing to do is go fishing for a few days and and um, and let that field recover and and um, and if if the plants if you don't see green after you know three two three four days um, then you might want to dig in a little bit closer but but again the growing point should be okay uh, with these temperatures and even if it got snow on it um, it should be all right. Great. Now, and as far as uh, stock development or any other plant development, still too early for any kind of impact on that. Right. No, it's it's way it's uh, we, it's way too early. We've we've done a lot of research where we go out with the scissors and basically cut the plant off right at the ground level, and we do not pick up any yield damage at all 
you know, by it's not a it's not a frost, but it's a leaf scissors defoliation treatment that we do, and we see no damage at all uh, later on the season when we measure yield. Excellent. Dr. Joe Lauer, University Extension Corn Specialist, along with us. So that's one caveat that we can put behind us then, Joe. Talk to me about what you're hearing from some of our IPM specialists on bug management or anything else out there that we have to monitor at this uh, early stage of plant growth. Well, um, it's really been kind of quiet. I always watch for cutworms and things that can do damage, um, you know, uh, on, on stands and things. But Really, we've had a very good uh, planting season. We were able to get in early. Uh, the emergence has been, I think, every seed that's been planted has come up, you know, pretty well. And um, and so we're off to a really good start. And and the fact that it was fairly dry is actually, uh, is actually good for the corn crop because that gets those roots going down into the soil. Corn roots will grow three feet to the side and you know, five to seven feet down into the ground, but they're lazy. And and if they have a lot of rain or we have a lot of wet soils, they won't grow that deep. But when it's dry like this, they'll follow, follow that waterfront right down into the profile and, and, and basically explore a bigger part of that soil profile. And those are all good things for good high producing um, uh, kinds of years. And, and I think May was fairly dry except for, for, for recently, but, but we were able to get, again, the crop in. We got enough rain to activate herbicides and get good weed control, hopefully. And, uh, and, that, and that those roots are developing, and they're developing right now fairly deep into the profile. Let me ask you, Joe, there had been some conversations, depending on what you were planting, where you were, about some supply-side issues. Uh, parts for planters or tractors were hard to come by. Uh, certain herbicides for certain plants hard to come by. Uh, what about nutrients? They were cotton-picking expensive this year, even yeah. if you bought in advance. Yeah. You, anything about that that worries you that you're noticing uh, stripes any place, poor color outside of the weather, anything that you kind of want to step us up on? Yeah, I haven't heard of much. Uh, there are definitely supply-side things, just just little things that we you know, kind of normally get get from China and everything's been a slow boat, you know, this year with, with just so many things. Um, probably the, the the thing that to remember about corn is that you've got two major root systems in corn. you got three, three or four, actually. But right now, this time of year, there's kind of two uh, root systems, the seminal roots that come out of the seed, and then the nodal roots, which are the ones that grow dominantly. And the seminal roots grow first, and they're they're basically going to live for about three to four weeks, and then they die. And then, meanwhile, the nodal roots are coming on. And in that transition phase between the death of the seminal roots and the growth of these nodal roots, you'll oftentimes see flashes of uh, nutrient deficiency, um, striping, you know, various things going on in the field, especially on sands. And uh, that's just this transition time between the two different root systems that are... um, normally developing on the plant. Some hybrids are really good at that, at that transition, others not so much, but eventually they do grow out of it and they do uh, look fine. Uh, but as far as other supplies, that, that, that'd be a plant thing. Um, but, as, but as far as other supply things, I've not heard a lot about um, uh, other than the fact that, that it, the costs are way up this year. Uh, I was thinking it was more due to the price more than anything else, but, but um 
the costs our way up this year, especially fertilizer uh, for this 